a manifest generator with a whip made of light, leading a band, uncoiling lightning, recoiling on actions, like two drum sets, three powerful experiences on extinct volcanoes. Seven years in a gray room, practicing, is not as present as Harry Mack freestyling off the energy of one thrilled fan. It's complete presence, traveling the land with an instrument she made and transports on her back, bicycling down river, playing cello for cows. Cows love music. The internet knows this. Music I liked last night, SMS sent demo tracks with a note that they sucked. They lack everything except personal sonic signature. The shape of the melodies that makes a person defined throat chakra, cross-fade geometries with farmers and tractors looking down at their cell phone. Like, we'll all have auras. These auras will shapes. These shapes overlap, bicycling past the cemetery, merging invisible aura geometries with the farmer in the tractor. We both have on denim jumpsuits. He felt it too. We nod in the moment. The way to make music is the same as a podcast. A way of just being, like a nodding, Dao De Ching ruling to the collective information streams human beings are receiving. Constant 5G broadcasting. Plop my key fob in a small metal teapot. Analogous words like a rhyme. Feel good like a thumping house beat. Rhythm for a good story must be the fabric of the universe. Cut through my phone's cracked screen, slicing my thumb slowly on this light radiance addiction. Like a mirror and a good glass bowl, grinding my beak against the love-making synesthesia, pleasure with pain she's fucking bleeding out of some bush. Pure pleasure. To dine with you in the moment we nod just as passing thoughts cross necklaces at a dance and end up sloppy on the floor next, beautiful like a crumple of paper and lace, legs kicking up. Eighteen shots in brandy, that's why they call it the front hand. There's a whole nother side to it, blast right through it like the layers of a making hierarchy croutons, croissants, whatever fold you want to eat the smackdown on. Take it inside like you love it like a Tao Te Ching ruling. You rest in peace knowing the initial impulse is for the beloved. Sonic signatures, do you know the man from his guitar? Like, whether the music is from the string or the creation point, ohm point itself, emanate reality like it isn't sucking itself back in. Begin again. There is enough time to do nothing all day long until the right moment when a song comes along gilded out of the air like a leaf literally like a leaf beseech isn't the right word call to the arms a hankering for what is important and it is the everything and the nothing fine play of elements today possible travel to stranger places make yourself a new idea and then fasten to the heart of acceleration and see where it goes, rocket-like on a Sunday.
Beatniks, bum trips, bullshit. This is a conversation with Jedediah and Sean. Sean's in his log cabin in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and Jedediah's hanging out in the kitchen in Berlin. It's nighttime, he's fresh from hot yoga, bike riding, cold temperatures, pores all cleared out. Sean is in a calm mood, and he says things that are easy and yet have a bit of gravitas to it, like the level of synchronicity is too much for me. I will never be able to return from this belief. He also says, illusionary stories we lead in life, a field of resonance to our life. This is a conversation where Sean's exploring the subtle and mental realms. He's telling us to take care of your hymen. He's talking about doing the mechanical alien work for God. We talk about his guru, prophet, reincarnation of God, Meher Baba. We get into diaries of the universe. Sean says things like we're not all that far from the same asymptote. There's the idea of the physical world as a holographic map. I asked Sean later what this all means. I want to know about when he's playing in a ska band in Bear High as the drummer during an assembly, what that was like in his body. I want to hear about the time he lost his virginity. And we don't really get into any of that, but he does break down Bear Baba's pains of consciousness. down is the first plane, the first plane, the second plane, the subtle realm of power merges with physical realm. Third plane, full immersion in energy, power, subtle realm. Fourth fourth plane, gateway portal between subtle and mental realms. Infinite power experience, portal, gateway portal. Fifth plane, fifth all mind, thoughts, ideas. Sixth plane, all emotions, now face to face with God. All that is experienced is self separate from God, and God is everywhere. Seventh plane, seventh plane, merge with God, sometimes maintains a physical body also. Pretty sick. Afterwards, he writes a poem, the second half of which he just read. Underneath us is some probability music that he made a couple weeks ago. I'll now read a poem before the conversation. It was written in Berlin along the street. It's called Whale's Mouth. Whale's Mouth, open to the ocean, cold afternoons, dress up. Women in trench coats hung in solid colors and clean lines on a cell phone pause. Protesters gluing themselves to roads at intersections. The moment to live, the collapse of love, like a dying star, sending out new designs. Comets come together, golden zippers on black coats, nose rings that match, the turn of heels on a sidewalk, going 180 degrees with a package. Shadows of a curling wave. DJs get older and the songs do not. Music gets more vital the further back you go. 
Listen to the field recordings on wax cylinders of Native American singing. Then and now, AI reconstruction of John Lennon still rocks. Like sex breathing through cellophane. Love, love me do. I'll always be true. Listening to the 1963 album Help while painting seals and waves in a way that shows the erotic occurrence of emotion. I think that album is the prototype of songwriting that can set a group of teenagers on fire with a tambourine and harmonies. A simple setup. Some songs make you want to get with your love songs, and some songs make you want to start a riot. Screaming, obscenity, funky, heavy riffs. Like when Rage Against the Machine plays at a youth center in Claremont, California, 2-8-1992. The teenagers get Beatlemania, point two. Moved by the music, crowd swirls, mosh, jumps, popcorn burnt. More, please, no. Space to be idle in this frenzy. A sixth grade boy finds a safe space on the stage and rocks so hard he has to take his shirt off, too. Like the guitar player, wild and free, a collapsed star. Filtering life, bailing in a whale's mouth, swallowing us all. Part two. That was a poem written on a sidewalk with a cup of coffee. It's about the people walking by and the music that had been going through me. The street is in Berlin at the base of a busy intersection with protesters glued to the ground. By the end of the poem, a spider had suspended itself in the radius of the coffee cup. The poem was written in about 10 minutes. It's a composition of what was going on around me and my internal state. I'm wondering what happens after human emotions, when hunger is satisfied, when love is understood, when the flow of the universe is as easy as flushing the toilet. This poem seemed almost dull. Like, what's the point? I know for sure I was inspired by the thought of a whale's mouth, the baleen rendered in the style of Tintin graphic novel, menacing open, swallowing with wide, white grill and full, full lips like too full, maybe stuffed with silicone and not wearing a bra. It's cold out. You would want this cup of coffee warming your hand. I stopped writing the poem because my feet get cold in these rubber boots. I see a small spider and what it's done, suspended, invisible thread in a cup, and I know it wrote a better poem than me, more vital more connected to prototypes, more thrilling. I keep the cup in my basket, and Friday afternoon, Berlin keeps me wrapped up like pasta on a fork, leaning against a science fiction fantasy wall with black barrette. Life is good to me, like fingers swirling the rim of a cup, close up to black nail polish on a white mug, the tea flag waving by a smile wide half a circle, 
sits with her knee bent over the rail of a wicker chair. As a triangle, this would be base, right angle, where cool, sturdy dudes meet up to share their lives. They chat about rucksacks around America, have big beers with corduroy jackets, handstand push-ups, websites, 52 millions raised, surrounds you again till feet get cold and called to slick gold leaves collecting on stone streets bouncing the bike frame into a song part three is life even real i like all the overlaps and the proud distinctions three women wearing cloaks pastel colors like it's normal to dress as 15th century nuns shrouded with a secrecy of hair next to skate park clack click stick it pop roll rock like it's normal to catch all that air abandoned airport basketball court blasts up jump shot over her boyfriend her belly button shows the net swoosh the proud embarrassed look on the boyfriend's face his hoodie is the same pastel color of the casual nun cloaks is life even possible it's so miraculous full of butter decay layers chasms miracles mundane cake batter cornflakes acrylic paints sometimes the best poems can be anchors keeping the reader on this side of a black hole and sometimes poems can just be fat horizontal sentences like icicles. ripped it i'm like a monsoon in there i'm fully a monsoon there was uh i had a breakthrough too i was doing yoga next to a ballerina and her legs were extended and i know about extending toes but i never thought about extending fingers and her fingers the two uh like if you're doing west side the two that you would be uh crossed over in the middle she had like almost like relaxed like they were limp and there was so much poise to it that i realized like oh the internal sense of self goes all the way out to her fingers like her energy whirling is not just in her core and in her like thighs as she's keeping herself up in her warrior posture it's all the way out to her limp fingers and in seeing that i was like realized there was so much more to swirl around uh, inside myself hmm. yeah there's a uh... You'd notice those like Hindu dancers do a lot with their fingers. Like the, the energy goes all the way out to the finger fingers. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking about. I'm so glad that you're thinking about those Hindu dancers too, just by me telling you that little story. 
Yeah, and then it gets to the level of just like finger dancing, which I've seen a bit of uh, on TikTok. People like to do their like amazing finger shows and hand dancing. Oh, I hope that that I hope that that keeps going on. I remember being on the public bus coming from Santa Cruz like maybe seven years ago, and I saw that generation of kids doing. Uh, it was two like jinko pants wearing boys with their right. skinny arms doing like finger dances. It was almost like they were break dancing. Like there was a bit of like like dance off battle. But it was just yes, like with the their fingers on like the rail of the bus. It's like the flat land of breakdancing. <laughs> the flat land of that, that sci-fi novel about two-dimensional shapes that break into... Do you remember those flat land BMX bicyclists that came to our junior high school? Oh, this is not the flat land I'm thinking about. This is... No. That was, no, I... that was the analogy I was making. It's like... There's those BMX guys who go off huge jumps and you know go fast and do all this crazy stuff. But then there's those guys who just like... All they need is a flat surface and they can do amazing things just like crawling around their bike and walking around their bike at low speeds and all these crazy angles and things. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that someone that someone could do as much just with their fingers as someone else who was like slam dancing their whole body spinning on the ground. What were they doing at the junior high school? Were they just like showing off? You don't remember this? No, no, maybe, no. Maybe you weren't at that uh, assembly. They did it in like that gymnasium thing or whatever, where they would hold assemblies, where where my band got to play. Uh, yeah, but, I remember uh, your this, band playing. That was my first but, like impression of you. I was like, "Who is this kid playing with adults in a ska band in the gym?" <laughs> it was so fucking cool. I was like, "Yeah, that was the level." Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, dude. I don't know how they landed that gig. That was pretty rad. Whoever put that together, I was not really a part of like. The behind the scenes business. Yeah, I remember that. you being like, it, "What emo hadn't even existed yet, but you had like this kind of like anti shine already about you." Where you're like, "No." <laughs> Junior high was a bit of a dove time for me. <laughs> yeah, dude, that teen angst just fucking goes through. <laughs> I wonder if people would do that if you could get a dose of teen angst. If people would dose up on it yeah maybe that would be helpful or maybe that's sometimes what causes your midlife crisis oh is it coming back and it's filtering through where you're at now i bet that is the resurgence of that same thing <laughs> yeah, those feelings are um it's definitely a grind it's definitely a grind i was wondering about school assemblies because I've been watching school assemblies on my YouTube feed, and there's like school assemblies from the '90s where it's like Christian assemblies, and they're uh, doing like break dances. Have you seen this video where they're saying like virginity rocks? No, no. Uh, it's I mean it's atrocious and it's wonderful. It's like this guy with the shaved head is coming out and he's like hip hop singing virginity rocks come on y'all virginity rocks and he's like getting a line of kids with him like it's an adult doing that and doing all this like it's not cool but the po pose of it is cool uh <laughs> like call and response like let me hear y'all virginity rocks come on come on it's like throw it down is this a public school 
Uh, it looks pretty public. It looks, they're not in uniforms. It looks like just a straight yeah. 90s, 90s vibe to it. I mean, I that's mean, why I was sound- wondering why the BMXers were there. I was like, there's, they only do assemblies for a message. I don't know right? why they would do those. Th- I know they did like the yo-yo assembly at, at our junior high school too. I think it's to like boost confidence. They know it's a tough time and they're trying to get kids through with like a good attitude. You know, they get kids that they they do have a lot of energy and they're hoping they can put it towards something exciting and healthy and positive. <laughs> what? You think they're just bringing cool things in for like motivation? Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're trying to like show people that you can apply yourself and do amazing things. If you, you know, get into one hobby or thing that you're into, whether it's yo-yoing or BMXing or anything else, they're just trying to showcase some extra options and like, it's a, kind of amazing that they have the funding and the time and the energy and that they do that. I think it's pretty cool that they did that for us. <laughs> when you were do, playing your ska band, did you have a message? You were just showcasing ska? I guess so. I was kind of amazed that we were there. It seemed like a miracle to me that someone <laughs> thought this was a good idea. <laughs> you could have been doing the virginity rocks. You're like the virgin <laughs> up there fucking rocking out. <laughs> <laughs> that was such the like early version of that band i don't even remember what we were playing at that time because i remember all the tunes that we played towards the end of that like cycle of that life of that band but the i don't even know what we were playing in that gymnasium and i don't have a recording of that all ska sounds the same it's all the like up chuck chink, 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 chink. up chuck <laughs> runs in there <laughs> Well, Marissa was great. She was a wonderful singer. And Millard was an amazing, bright, shining person to work with who uh, passed away young. So he's a, he's a, he was a power spirit. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and also that was my like early encounters with mental health because practicing with those band, with that band, they, they ran, I, I don't know if this is the politically correct term, they ran a halfway home in Felton. Um, so there was always must like people hanging out around band practice for that ska band. <laughs> That's your line, halfway home. That's your line of political correctness. John. I don't know if that's the right word of what they call it to? anymore. <laughs> that's probably not what they call it. <laughs> I know, I'm just, for sure. Why are you concerned about the line? Oh, okay. uh, well, because it's my field. I don't know. <laughs> Guess I'm trying to learn the lingo. <laughs> it's it's a difficult field. world to not step on somebody's toes, I feel. Yeah, I guess that's how I was responding. I was like, whoa, you're starting to be careful about stepping on people's toes. Yeah, I feel like I have to be because people get offended all the time, it seems to me. I'm not maybe that's sure just a perception. That's an I don't open know. thing to start practicing like um kind of limiting your expression <laughs> by making sure that it's the like keeping everything in check mm-hmm. because even in your most wild like unhinged state your heart was good like and i think if your you. heart is good it like it pumps through and kind of can carry through and then you get to more further out places i mean i'm saying that but yeah totally it's also good to like keep up to date with how the times are changing and feel into that and say the right things. <laughs> oh, it's so well, it's like keeping your heart in the right place is important because it, sometimes 
it's not necessarily everything about it can sometimes you have some rough edges from where you're coming from you know it's good to tune it in and like try to dial where you want to be coming from and the words that you use to to construct all that you know and like yeah yeah how often do we tune our heart i guess that's what culture is doing is tuning our heart as we're going through things like as everything's like kind of crumbling and mashing around Mm. Yeah, yes, tune the, the heart. To, to, yeah, tune the heart. I mean, that's a cool yeah. idea. That's super cool. I'd tune, <laughs> tune it. I really like like a musical instrument style, like turning your your pegs and your you're figuring out what frequencies are coming at you and what you should be or could be like sending as out. You, as you were saying that those words, I was getting a kind of unrelated just rhyme. And it was nuisance that rhymes with new sense. But it does kind of relate because it's like taking a new vibration on something cross-related harmonic vibrations. You can kind of dial into something else that's different if it has a similar wavelength frequency. And so you can tune yourself up. Um, uh, tell me, hit me that again, the cross, the cross part. Well, with in the sense of the rhyme, because nuisance it's it's like this negative energy kind of a thing but new sense immediately instills a new way to see that thing and bring you through it to a different and higher vibration but they have a they have a cross-related vibration of just the sound of the words because they rhyme nuisance and new sense so there's some kind of related but different you know i'm calling it a harmonic so then you can jump to a whole nother thing that's higher but related Mm. dude that's a nice jump to hop skip and off of word harmonics musical mamma jamma <laughs> musical mamma jamma dude he hit it yo yo you think that stuff's real or is it like coincidences that work out because if it's real why aren't we living more in that kind of like having that as some sort of study point those things are like the shiny bits between the armor. Those are the things that shimmer between and let you know that there's something real beyond what you're seeing. Oh, yeah. They themselves are not real, but they're the counterpointers that something does exist that is real. Sick. <laughs> like that. I was I'm picturing thinking, you okay. in armor. I'm picturing you in like a full coat of armor playing drums. I was sending you a, a single still image, which for me was, you know, uh, an elapsing video, um, but it's of uh, a cube. And then inside the cube, there's an expanding sphere and it just continues to expand and it kind of folds in on itself and goes back towards the center when it reaches the edge of the cube. And as it continues to do this and it folds in and out a couple of times, uh, it makes all these amazing sacred geometry shapes and patterns against the walls of the of the cube. And I was looking at this and thinking what a perfect and amazing analogy it is for what's going on at the quantum scale of reality, like the way mm. that atoms are actually inter interacting with each other, the edges of the atoms and what the electrons are doing as they bounce into each other like this. Because there's this... Uh, the, the the atoms themselves are like this radiating sphere but then there's this totally non-existent and invisible sort of barrier 
that represents the next atom over to them, mm-hmm. there's going to be a line between them that delineates somewhere like where the atom or where the electron would potentially exchange place. And, um, Beatniks, bug, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, yo, drop it in. There was a little bit so, of bullshit preamble talking about junior high and like, I wanted to hear about your virginity and if that gave you more power, but I was like, nah, just, just cut all that. <laughs> Let's get into this. about that too. <laughs> I, I like the virginity rocks thing. I, I don't want to put poo-poo on that because I, I, there's a lot of people who believe in that and I think that that is a really sacred thing that you need to carefully choose. Like if you really want to, you know, let that go at your whimsy and just enjoy all the pleasures with all the peoples. Or if you want to keep that a sacred thing that you share with just one person in your life, that's like, that is a clear and distinct choice that is important for young people to decide. And uh, I, I, pr- I promote those people who are supporting it in a certain direction. Uh, <laughs> it is one-sided. It is one. So I see that it's like a Christian moral thing. It's not really appropriate in public school to have a, like, uh, an assembly like that yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> style, dude. you could do it style, style. <laughs> oh, man. yeah it's a pretty so what, what power do you think the virginity gives you and can that power be cross-related to a sphere inflating inside of a cube and as it deflates it begins to implode on itself and i'm looking at this image you sent over and i never would have guessed that that was originally a sphere expanding yeah because yeah. now it's like these cookie cutter star shapes that are it's um, really the, the sphere is ever expanding but then it just folds back in on itself and and folds and refolds and folds again until and so then it ends up making all of these uh, sacred geometry patterns, you know, circles intersecting circles, folds across folds. I think this is a really great representation for what's going on with some of these, you know, chemistry reactions. Um, I think it's a great it, representation of being a born so the, virgin as you reclaim your virginity and implode your sphere back into a square and then make a new shape and then it exploded back in. I'm a virgin every morning. You're a virgin every morning? Yeah, I just wake up. I sometimes don't even brush my teeth because that's like a little bit like that's starting to, you know, creep it into that. That's like, you know, that's just the tip of putting toothbrush in Letting something penetrate you. <laughs> it's just like a little bit of it, of it coming in. Dude, I was at, I had a, I was at the dentist. I'm getting like some major work done and the the gal doing it it was on halloween and i don't normally have like awesome babe dentist but she's got the mask on and, and from her eyes up it's kind of like persian goddess look and she's stout and round and pieces of her kind of mesh into you and then she's taking these huge like uh compressors yeah, it's like a big device. It, it felt like a cock. I was like, dude, what the hell is this? And it was going through and she's, she's like putting it into my mouth and then taking it and she's getting a 3D image of my teeth that is then appearing on the screen next to me. Whoa. It's pretty cool dentist gear. But they show also, you it? Yeah, I mean, it's just on the screen right there. I was like, oh, I could see where my teeth were dirty i could see like the shape of them and it was a digital image it was scanning and then replicating digital image in order to then send off to a joint to get 
a tooth made. Well, yeah. New toothage. Okay, expanding squares, virginity power. The example of uh, X-rays going, going subatomic. Sub X-ray map. X-ray mapping your mouth to have a tooth perfectly created for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to fold in the layer of the 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 cube, and then there's the Hindu like architecture, Vastu Shastra. Um, one of the ancient scriptures of the Hindu religion talks about the inner structure of reality being a point and a cube and then a string that like, like kind of like a vibrating snake, like wiggly string rising from the cube. Um, and the, I love you, man. The, I, I was just biking through Berlin, listening to the nature of reality through, from a Buddhist versus Hindu sense. I'm so yes. glad that this is the tip that you're on. Yo. Nice, dude. Yo, dude. <laughs> oh, baby, hit me. Hit me. <laughs> so I was like, this is perfect because the point, you know, just, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I understand it exactly, but the point can expand. And then ultimately the cube doesn't really exist, but it just denotes this structure that it's kind of, that the point is bouncing against. And then as it does that, it creates this image illusion of all these ripples and waves that could be depicted as like, you know, wiggly lines coming out of it. So it's like, it's really one thing, it's the point, but um, I guess because there are sort of limits to the universe, um, which is another thing we can get into because we totally forgot to talk about this last week, hierarchical structures of the universe, um, mm. Both, mm. both in like karma, ethics, physics, and down to, yeah, ethics, physics, and uh, karma, you know? Um, yes, yes. Hi- like, like a hierarchy through the, through the fine subtle planes. It's um, on the list, dude. It's on, dude, put it on the docket. Here we we're go. slathering them on the docket. I, I have a lot of things that were hitting me this morning probably too many things to talk about i'm in that kind of mood so you might have to rope me in a little bit dude, i'll rope you with my light whip, dude. watch out take my light whip out yeah it's the end of the day i'm no longer a virgin anymore today <laughs> I, I like are setting up i'm sucking down olives and making this pyramid out of olive pits here we go <laughs> making a pyramid out of olive pits <laughs> that yeah. sounds really hard <laughs> limits are how we get through life john prashante sung that and i always thought about that it's like if you didn't have limits you couldn't go anywhere yeah like the friction you need something to push off against mm. dude all right I, i'm let's start back at uh let's start back at the at the square or where were we going? Uh, we've been many corners and places. They keep folding and folding. <laughs> Yo. It's hierarchies. We got the hierarchies of the universe, but there was something before that that wasn't coming, that was leading to the hierarchies. Yeah. Well, the hierarchies was uh, a side chain. Mm, and I didn't, okay. mean to, I, didn't, I didn't mean to get distracted, but I think that I did. And... Okay. Uh, the 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 point is these invisible walls that reality bounces off of. They don't actually oh. exist. 
but they create mm -hmm. the structure of the universe. And like, that is the pattern and the shape that things take. We can call that the illusion that we can call that nature, if you will. Um, we could call that physics. That's the laws that we've observed in the universe. That is the shape that it starts to take as it's, you know, bouncing off of things and responding to different things and seeing what those invisible lines, where they draw them because it's, it's invisible because it's a line of potential crossing over these like quantum choices. Um, Yet they don't exist. Is that what you're saying? That these, like, that's the point. The thing, that, the thing that's defining the shapes of everything don't actually exist whatsoever. Mm. This is the that's thing. A fucking twist. <laughs> Thank you for bringing me back to the point. Cause that was really the point. It's the cube. The cube doesn't actually, there is no real limit because it's an infinite universe. But when you start conceptualizing it as limit, it doesn't exist. Yes. Give yourself a one divided by zero and start chomping on it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Give me those pills, Morpheus. Give me those pills. <laughs> the cube doesn't exist. Got a bit with the Hindus were talking about. With they were like they're like okay well what is real and their nature was just anything that doesn't change that's the only thing that's real so it'd be like uh, if you had a mathematical formula that held through or maybe ethics. yeah but those like, ancient rishis were totally seen through reality and beyond it. So they saw that even like the you know specific constants of our universe that would sort of define the laws of physics for us, like the speed of light and things like this, we're just in one part of the multiverse and those things could be different in other places probably. So those are all still part of the illusion too. There's only one. Well, you think they saw through, I mean, that's rad if they saw through that far, but it seemed I think they they did. Were had, that they had a list that they're like, all right, things that change, not real. Things that don't change are real. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's what they saw. But I'm just trying to point how far it, 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 it doesn't necessarily apply to the laws of physics that we observe, like gravity. Mm. Yo, I've been listening to Marianne Faithful's autobiography. She's that like super duper 1960s babe folk singer. She was mm -hmm. dating Mick Jagger for a bit, and in her autobiography, she's talking about taking acid frequently with the Rolling Stones. And she has great acid trip descriptions of them in the afternoon at their London flats, and they're getting ready with their tea and their special costumes and cloaks and like paisley flowers. And looking at Mick Jagger in this casual setting, do you compart that time? decompartmentalizing like his body becoming <laughs> molecules and then he starts like spinning and dancing into some sort of hindu god it was like a shiva kind of twirling twist because mick was doing a dance that she'd never seen him do and it was more of this like life finger extended dance of the hindu <laughs> wow Dude, Marion Faithful, what a fucking life this lady has had. But I really right. appreciate these acid trips descriptions. And it feels similar to these uh, these these dudes back in the day looking all the way through reality past what I'm thinking are the consistence. I'm like, all right, you could have a mathematical formula that would last. You have ethics that last. 
I would think you would have looking geometry would last. Like the idea of a square would probably last. Like that doesn't change. Yeah, that's why they say the geometry is sacred. There's some oh. fundamental, like logical things that maybe would apply to other universes too. Yes, that's a hot topic for another time. Is things that exist on other planets, like Universe. things that exist across universes. Yeah, multiversal constants. Multiversal constants. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think this riffs in, and this was something that I had was like trying to find on the shelf some podcasts ago because there was that bird that was like hitting up my side mirror on my car. Remember this? Oh, you're podcasting from your automobile, and a bird was coming down and like pecking at your rear view mirror. Well, we were kind of hitting it from the like evolution upgrade of animals kind of way because it's a phenomenon in my neighborhood that their birds get interested in the side mirrors and start pecking them incessantly and like wasting a lot of time and energy hanging out with the illusion bird yes 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 <laughs> remember yeah. this wasting a lot of time hang- i'm remembering now yeah yeah in your neighborhood surrounded by redwood trees and beautiful single lane paved roads meandering like creeks that go along the way from another 1960s built neighborhood surrounded in cascading redwood trees that filter afternoon light there's birds of course there's birds and some of these birds have taken to the rear view mirrors or the side mirrors of cars side mirrors and they're getting off on their reflection yeah yeah suspiciously so so there's a children's book that bao put together the person i got to work the, the the baba person that i got to work with you know who Bao is, but the listener doesn't know who Bao is. Uh, I got to know Bao personally. and um, Give the listener a little backdrop to Bao. Well, I guess I'm, I'm transliterating one of his books too. So he and I have a deep connection. and uh, But he had a very deep connection with Baba, and I got to spend some time with him. That was a pinnacle of my life, being near this person and feeling their energy, particularly in the, in the nighttime hours, just when that person was sleeping. Being near them, I felt a telepathic connection that was palpable. Um, We've talked about this. We can talk more about that if you want to. But I wanted to read from this children's book that he put together called Nectar for the Children, because the first story in it is basically the same thing. And it's it's talking about this illusion that we're constantly grinding on. Um, Nectar for the Children. Dude, we're, we're having a junior high assembly today. This is what we're doing. We got this is we what I would do with the junior. The I have a story to read you from this children's book. <laughs> Let me hold up the picture, but because it's hard to see, I'm going to tell you that it's this beautiful red robin, and he's approached this palace, but he now sees himself in a mirror. There's a there's a, a reflection. His reflection of a red robin is there in the mirror. And he's he's clearly been pecking at the mirror because the mirror is now a bit cracked, and uh, but the mirror itself is amazing. The the edging of it and the rimming of it has these like beautiful dragons all over it and goddesses and like fish, like big giant fish carp, like leaping over the top of it. Um. So, do you mind if I just read it? Can I just read it? It's oh, short. Like a, yeah, 
No, I want to hear it. Once there was a forest, and in that forest, a bird flew and flew until it reached a palace. In front of the palace was a mirror. When the bird approached the mirror, it thought that another bird was behind it. In fact, the second bird was the first bird's own reflection, a shadow, its illusion. But the real bird thought that the reflection was another bird. So it started pecking against the mirror with its beak. The bird got tired from continuously doing this. It did not understand that there was nothing in the mirror but its own reflection. Mm -hmm. And that is the end of the story. That story sucks, dude. <laughs> the fuck? That's why it sucks. Because it seems <laughs> like it doesn't have sucks. an ending, and you're like, wait, where is this going? But it's so telling. It's so ridiculously telling of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then there's a whole, there is a whole explanation bar. I can read the explanation bar if you want. I, dude, explanation bars are what's up. I think that poetry <laughs> should have explanation bars and I think kind of like all these thought movements. <laughs> it brings that whole nother level dimension of thought to the thing, whatever it, it does. is. It, it does, dude. Yeah, it does. All right. Explanation bar. All right, this story. All right, Bao. Th this story was told by beloved Baba and depicts different states of consciousness. In fact, okay. these states or planes, gross, subtle, mental, are nothing but illusion. Really speaking, mm -hmm. the subtle and mental states are fine illusion, while gross state is not fine illusion. And these states exist in order for us to know illusion as illusion and reality as reality. So the whole existence is just a big sorting machine figuring out what's real and what's not. The reflection, the shadow, has no existence. It is just nothing. Since the reflection was an illusion, to think it exists is delusion. And as long as you go on thinking that nothing but the world exists, you will find yourself in illusion. This story shows that we take illusion as real, though it is not there. Therefore, it is necessary that we have the knowledge that illusion is illusion and has mm -hmm. no existence. Only okay. God exists, and whatever appears to exist besides God is nothing but illusion. Oh, yeah, dude, hits it with the end with the big fuck you. The big, why, wait, well, why is it an FU? You just don't want that G word in there? <laughs> it's just like, nothing else is real except God. Bam! Well, this is, this is bringing it back to the point, you see, because the cube is not even there. But the point is there, and the point is very real. And, uh, yeah, you so, know. I want to tie this into the idea of intentions. This okay. is my value point. I'm bringing, I'm going to just highlight the value point of the day is, yes, yes. And, and it's a conversation because it's live for me. I feel like we've been discussing it. It's in, it's our intentions, particularly our intentions in making art. And how do we kind of wield this with the best grace? What, how do we, the, the, just the whole issue of like, what are your intentions? Ooh, um, ooh. yeah okay is yeah super critical this is like the I, height of this is the point <laughs> i would speculate that if you're thinking about your intentions you're probably lost well at, it seems like as a culture we understand it's good to set your intentions from time to time 
you need to kind of get an understanding, like an underpinning of what your intention is, right? But then you'd kind of like, it would just be kind of automatic and you could just forget about it through the process. But because it's something you took as like a rule, almost it would be there, like aligning things as it should go as you're going through the process of making the art, then the intention is woven through it. This is the idea. Am I? Yo, yo, the outline. Yes. But it's tough because as you say, if you remember the intention as you're going through it, you kind of like get self-conscious and it like ruins the flow, right? Uh, yeah, that's where I was coming from. It's like every time that you can't, it's, you can't yeah, make a poem the... because you learned a new poem trick and now you want to level up and try the poem trick out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, it's like an ego trip too. Like it can get in the way. It yeah. can get in the way from it like flowing through like whatever currents are out there. If your intention is doesn't always in line with what is actually flowing if you're in a, if your intention doesn't align with your innermost self then you're going to get like negative frequencies coming back at you oh wow yo yes yes that's static that's distortion that's mm. like the fucking character building that's, that's the wrinkled. nuisance that's wrinkled. give yourself that's... a new sense Right there. That's decay. Yeah, that's the wrinkles. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. And not that's when it's getting busy. Mm -hmm. mm. It's, yeah, that's when you got a lot of cleanup to do. Yeah, yeah, that's like working a nine to five and getting six bucks an hour and just like only surviving on diet coke and thinking of yeah, that's ouch. ouch. Yo, so <laughs> assuming that. <clears throat> you're kind of wise enough to be tuned in to a point where your intention is not calculated. Your intention is in line with galactic currents. What do you do? Well, with um, your it's an open creating art. It's kind of an open question. Um, but I notice like smaller waves of intention that do guide a specific piece because there's some kind of a driver thrust that kind of like gets a poem started. But it almost feels like it's better if you don't know the resolution before you go in. If you have like the whole thing in mind as a construct and you go in, it's going to be hard to flow it in. <laughs> For me, I don't work that way. I don't. I, uh, and uh, but the the um, uh. Sorry, lost my train of thought. What um, intention would you like? Are you thinking that there's right, like thank noble you. intentions? To well, I think it's like it's more like the rhythm of intentions and how you dance with them, how you let them guide you and move you. Uh, oh. And like, as you know, I don't know, life, we get the underpinning, like, defined well then everything flows clearly from that um yeah 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 so it's like the there's almost like a singular intention you see it's like the bit so to, for me the point of the discussion is to widen the intentions to the biggest possible scope so it's not applying it to just one part of life or one facet or corner of something that you're working on or doing it's like just that continue is, to let the main intention ring. That is fascinating. 
it's I to open your intention to the widest possible yeah. aperture, <laughs> and then completely forget about the outcomes. Like, you know, like let this powerful this wave. You're trying to write this essay, and it's just like, yeah, what I really need to be thinking about is the entire universe, and like, I need to be like <laughs> open up to this. Yeah, mm -hmm. but for real though, I mean, that is how you would get. That's what's going to make the best essay. It would. It definitely would. It definitely would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within within the rhythm of it, because if you take a moment and draw that in deeply before you start writing it. And then you kind of go in, you know, with an open slate and you let the guide guide. That's where the uh -oh. dance begin. Boom. -da -da -da. Yo, personally, do you have a method or technique for opening wide to it? Or are you like a, just a couple of breath guys? Like, <sighs> you might kind of sink in. How Good do question. you like, get tapped up into it? When you're going out into your shed, loading up that bong, yeah, getting well, real high before that assembly. All right, <laughs> let me tell you about birds and reality. I was, I was definitely super straight edge back then. <laughs> um, no, it's definitely you know back to your sense of the Hindus understanding that temporary things are not where it's at. It's really obvious that you can't apply it to any kind of a, you know, momentary physical thing that you're doing to like, to get some kind of a physical mood state shift going on or whatever. It's, uh, how do you, t yeah. Wait, yeah, you can. I, I, I do that. Definitely. No, you can totally change yourself up. And if you think you've got a, a way to do it, that's consistent and good, like through some breathing or something, by all means do what your body tells you to do um but my point is is that these types of things are um they're not going to get you to the end intention the end goal that they'll never realize you to you know well it's like the thing is we have to clear our hearts out because there's mm. dirt and filth in there that doesn't let it resonate and yeah yeah um so that will stop the light from shining bigly, you know? That's um, you gotta have a clean uh, heart if you want to get it attuned. If you want to get it attuned to Mother Universe. Yeah. And so there's like a gentle sweeping process, I would say, is the best approach. Because you're not trying to look for the peak experience now. You're just sort of trying to prepare and make space. Um, and so it's kind of rhythmically like the heart, this thumping intention, this very background and like the more you can do it, the better, but as long as you set it to your particular personal innermost truth, that's just like, keep thumping on that and let that be the guidepost as much as possible throughout your day. And then what, your individual, you your individual actions, whether it's making coffee or, you know, writing a poem or whatever can start to become more and more infused with this like higher power let's call it as you see to tune yourself to the universe you tune yourself to your innermost truth like to move your aperture as wide as possible you take it into your eternal most truth and then you propel yourself 
that's how you write your essay from this place. Your I guess it's good. I guess it's good that we're bringing the scope of the junior high school assembly into this because for those poor kids, they probably don't know what that is necessarily yet. Yeah, totally. That's but what I was I think wondering. I'm is, like, how did you find that, dude? It sounds almost dangerous to think that you have your innermost truth, and yet it's equally dangerous to not have your innermost truth. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, wizard school was always shrouded. That's why, like, all before Wikipedia, all the high-level mystical bullshit was, like, encoded in symbols. Because to get to, like, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to be off the mark with that. If you're basing your entire intention for everything off of one point, and you're off by, like, three degrees, you're fucked. (laughs) and everything Mm. around you too is going to be fucked it's going your distortion field will reach out around you and affect everything else that's happening all the time it's so dangerous to have like a strong belief and yet i hear you it's pretty crucial to be tuned in to some sort of internal truth it takes a great deal of self-examination you know to feel any sort of conviction but it's also kind of important to note the nature of beliefs is not necessarily something that we choose it's very difficult to change a real belief because it's like hit us in a way where we've taken it in and i mean maybe that's a bad place to be where you can't like change your truths easily um I feel you with that in the sense that it's like you didn't learn it before you were ready. It's I didn't try to have that belief. You can only know it once it's there for you. It's like now it is there. You're like you've grown into it. It's a deeply established. It's a deeply established relationship with this belief. (laughs) It's like many many things throughout life have sort of built up around this, and now it's like deep in the cut of this belief um dude that's the spiritual hymen you know so junior junior high kids may not have this yet they haven't had enough time for a deep cut on anything Um, no man and yet if somehow if you were in a culture and raised with parents it's like your deep cut is flowing through you like you could be so deep in it. It's something like well, that's you get the thing. distortion around you and you weren't trying for anything. It would be pure and it would be streaming through you. And with all the hormones and pit hair like coming in, <laughs> like hair by hair, your truth would be raging. It would be right. fucking forest fire inside those eyes. That's the thing. It's basically just passion. If you can identify what you are passionate, what you're really interested in, what you actually want to do, you know, if their intention isn't coming from a deep and grounded place yet, then just act on whatever the intention is, because it's a learning game at that point. You haven't found anything that has settled deeply, so you need to go out and explore. What a fun setup. That's such a fun setup to going out and exploring it. So when did you break your 
truth hymen i you know i kind of it's a it's like a yeah dude i mean it you got it it was it's definitely a whole story but it was that you know the first trip to india for me because i was baba curious before that and there was many many things (laughs) that had happened you know up to that point and really i was taking that trip to india because i was so baba curious (laughs) um Did you just come up with that? Have you said that before in your life, Baba Curious? No, I've never, I've never said that. Yeah, dude, that's a great emergence, dude. Yes. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take a moment on that, Baba Curious. For real, dude, there could be a higher truth to religion that strings all religions together, and his name is Meher Baba. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Religion doesn't have to come with this cringe of, oh, God, this has been so tainted by fuckery of humans. That picture you sent of Baba the other day was so dope. Yeah, dude. (laughs) It was like a nice photograph. I don't know if they touched that up with coloration or something, but it was just so clear. Like the whole day looked clear. And it was interesting that you pointed out the haze over the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, like scrolling up trying to get a sense of uh, what was what that festival was. It was Pandarpur. It's like a Shiva Vitoba festival uh, on a sacred river. I don't remember the name of the river. And um, so there's a lot of people that were gathered there for that purpose. Um during that time so not all the people in the background there were there for baba that was just a general like shiva festival mm. i like the festival i like the look of baba with his massive cannabis garlands on i like, the, like maybe entourage. maybe it's cannabis i'm not sure about that that's just a, for clarification that's cannabis that is like he's not smoking it it's he's just wrapped up in it. yeah he's just wearing it <laughs> a giant wreath it. of it he's yeah, just garland. wearing a huge wreath of it yeah. And then he's always with a posse and every single photo, he's not the center, like he's not like aligned within the center necessarily, but everybody around him is gravitating as if he is the center. For real. Everybody had their energy focused on him. It's yeah. like always like they're like looking at the camera, but it's just like, yo, here's this is the rock star. This is what yeah. this is what the orbit is. And in that sense, he was surrounded by hot ass bands, dude. That guy that was covered all in gray, I forget his name, but he had that stick. Oh, uh, Gaj Maharaj. Gage Maharaj? I don't know how you say his name. Gaj Maharaj? Yeah, that was a great story. Uh, but it's, you're ringing to me another amazing Bao story that I just recently read. And. It was Bao's like early days with Baba. He hadn't been with Baba for a super long time in in, in this incarnation, and um, uh, he Baba wanted to send him away to like appease some lovers in a distant city, and um, like he, he was like, "Go give them darshan remotely. Like, just go on my behalf." And Bao's like, "No, I don't want to go away from you." And so Baba reprimanded him. This is a probably unnecessary part of the story, but this is how the dialogue went. Baba reprimanded, what do you think you're doing? Uh, He was like, you want to go live by yourself or you want to do what I say? (laughs) 
<laughs> so, okay, okay, Baba, I'll go. So, Baba gives him. Bao had asked Baba for some message to deliver since he was going on Baba's behalf to like, you know, this multi-day event, and um, and so Baba gave him like basically three words, and it was Sachitanand, Parabanand, Meher Baba, Vidyanand, and. So Bao took this and he's wondering, like, how is this? Is this going to satisfy the people? Are these three words going to be enough? And uh, so he gets to this to this place and delivers the message. Uh, and these musicians immediately take it as song. And within two or three minutes, they had composed a melody and started teaching it to the people in the village. And the song was just flowing out, you know, and over the next like three days, this was like the theme again and again, this was just, this melody was on the air. And, uh, and by the third day of hearing this song and Bao was like leading this procession of people in the name of Baba over this bridge. And he actually experienced himself as Baba, like Bao completely disappeared. I am Meher Baba. I have been sent on his behalf. He's like leading this, you know. Fuck yeah, dude. He's like Raja people. <laughs> Baba is like Picard, and Bao is Riker, and he's on an away mission. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, just like you know what? Right now, I'm Picard. Here I go. I've got three words. He says these three words, and they're like three chords that just take over and become the yes. pop song of this festival. What? What yeah, were the three words though? What are they in English? Sachitana. That's like the first part of the melody. It's like a six part round. Mm. Nice. Um, Sounds good. But it means like all knowing, all powerful, all pervading Meher Baba. <laughs> well, man, he's just fucking, he's like dibs. He's like, yeah. You know that thing that flows I am the, the whole one. universe that is like <laughs> yeah. the eternal truth that gives form okay. to everything? Dude, this That's was me. the first hook. <laughs> I got the it. first real hook into Baba for me was that I had had that Everything in the Nothing book floating around in the VW bus for years, making fun of it because I was an atheist and who would dare to call themselves God? Yeah, then yeah, yeah. Dude, you were I... a star-loving atheist virgin. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. then at some point, I had some kind of universal consciousness pop, because I had an experience of experiencing all things as like a dot in time and space, like an electric lightning bolt. Like this is where everything is. This is where everything was. This is where everything's going. All the information is contained within this one thing, and mm-hmm. uh, and That's it's cool. conscious and it's alive, and. And then I came yeah, back dude. from that and I just like all these words, like, whoa, infinite consciousness, God exists, like I am real, this is all these things are there. You know, I I am God. Like, this is the feeling. How do I say this? But I don't sound, you know, and I was like, wait a minute, I need to go back and read that book. And then it was the first time that reading it made sense. I was like, these words are the experience said so much more eloquently than I could possibly say them. And there's a whole yeah. book of it. Dude, this guy had something. That's what it takes is the storyteller. That was yeah. the beginning of the interest that's to go to India. That's really what it is. 
is, and then the whole the trip of being in India for me contained both completely renouncing Baba and going you know completely away from him to the final day restamping. Oh yeah, it was Baba the whole time, time, time. time. Streaming through you. I mean, All it was a six-month trip. The whole the course of the trip was like you know, Baba curious for the first like two to three months, but kind of fumbling and not making the right choices. Next like three to four months, amazing journeys, just looking for living gurus. I decided I'm not looking for specifically Baba. I'm looking for an embodied guru. Months of guru looking. I'm giving. I'm just seeking God. That now I'm not even looking for an embodied guru. You know, okay. I've get, I don't need a guru. Baba was the one who put that idea in my head. I don't believe in Baba. The trip is over. Now I'm at the airport. Oh, wait a minute. Bomb drops. It was Baba the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, more details of that story can come in, but that was the experience of it for me that locked it into just like, oh, this is total. The level of synchronicity is unescapable for me. I will never be able to return from this belief. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah have you ever hooked up with another baba lover yeah, not really no i'm wondering uh, what no, happens there were some love interests devoted to this man make love like when they get to that like your experience of coming to the lightning flash point of well, part of my story, part, part of my illusionary storyline that I lead in my life is that I kind of missed my chance to be with the right person who was a Baba Lever. So mm. that, that's part of my chord progression. Your um, chord progression? <laughs> bringing, it, bringing it in as a resonance everywhere. A field uh, of resonance yeah. to our lives. You know, writing ourselves towards the truth. Because yeah. you're... you're, you're um, that's not true. You're so heartfelt what? in your vision that it would be amazing for two people to share, you know, a life together under Baba. And I had the same idea, but also I think the higher truth is that the notion of who you're with is not very important, <laughs> not very specific to your your specific life goals <laughs> this time <laughs> around. But dude, you just go to Baba Church, just like sing and dance with all these fuckers. I love the idea of like a twin flame, you know, that like you could find your right soulmate who perfectly completes you, and then like you and your female partner would both realize God upon your deathbeds, you know, like. Oh my God, that is, this is a, so lame. So lame? Yeah, that's kind of my point is like obviously it's not going to go that way so it's like it, the whole idea that, that it has something to do with the partner you're with is not really that and yeah, people get uh, so what, hung up on that what happened to you like going in and opening to like the lightning flash point of truth that is the universe currents flowing through how have you not yeah. bowed down to the way things are and what is happening I think I have but yeah I'm also yeah. aware of the lie that we tell ourselves as we go through it. 
I, I wanted to hear you making love though to like a really devout Baba lover. And that would be <laughs> so fucking hot to be like both just like Baba is the way. <laughs> just mashing nasties. I like, see the light. <laughs> <laughs> like a bird digging its beak into this mirror. <laughs> There's no more illusion. <laughs> It's also pretty good too to have a, a love that didn't happen. I, I think that's part of the universe plan is to have that sense, like, because that's a point. Like, if we have like a like a whole gear shift or like mandala, if we have cogs of experiences, one of those experiences is the love that never happened. Like, we're supposed to have that because it's perfect and it's it, it holds a place of hopeful it's perfect because it, it never followed through so it only lives at that level of pure hope it of like idealism like it seems like an appropriate place to bring in the concept of impressions that it's all just like a bunch of knots tied together or like this is the squiggle part of reality um, this is the line that wiggles and looks complicated and you end up with pillars of nodding. Like it's just this humongous thing that uh, is, could be called a belief um, or an impression. Yeah, that's like, badass. Sans that's sanskara badass. literally means impression. So it's something that's impressed upon us. Now we have this belief as like, this is the reality and it may or may not be correct but however big the pillar is it's going to be really difficult to unknot it and unravel it if it's if it's a super biggie and so you can start to identify like oh yeah i have this big knot it's still there i'm working on untying it but it's not gone yet so yeah um calling out the illusions that we hold you know and bringing awareness awareness to them so we can rise to what I, present my present belief is that the higher thing to be in is that you're kind of on your own individualized path, regardless of what's going on in your community of people around you. And so the community of people around you is a bit ancillary to the spiritual work you're doing inside. Hmm. Yeah, that is how it is. That's kind of sucks though. I am mean, sure there was times when there was whole cultures that like everybody was in on it. I mean, that's going on too. And you can get in on those things if you want to have like, you know, community organized Actually, I think it's like, okay, it's on Taya's birthday that Baba reoriented Sufism. So in a way, Baba did sort of sign and in a way create this like super ultra structured religion type of a thing. But it was also so clear that that was just for the people who needed it. And that like, that was a specific sort of corner of his world that was not the main part of his world. <laughs> and most people that didn't need anything to do with that. I'm not talking about Sufism reoriented because uh, Sufism is always reoriented. It's like spinning around, doing that whirling dervish. You're right. It's reoriented every time the avatar has come because there's been Sufi groups surrounding every single avataric figure. Is there been? Yes. There was, there was Muslim Sufis. There was Christian Muslim Sufis, Christian Sufis, Buddhist Sufis, Sufi Hindu Sufis. That long around? It's they been around for a like, long time. Dude, they're just like always like walking down the street singing songs and having pretty dank food that they have like potlucks for. 
yeah, there's always that corner of people who are super into God and they realize that all they want to do is really like sing and dance and celebrate about it. Yeah, you know those Sufis are fucking for sure. They're all wearing those like white robes, singing and dancing, <laughs> playing their like little cymbal bells. <laughs> right though? I mean that's that's where they're at. That's where they're doing it. I mean the Kate structure Bada. is <laughs> some people need some heavy structure to bounce off of, but you from need my some perspective... heavy structure. You need some heavy structure. Your heavy structure is your internal I don't know, man. Truth. I your tried that sufism oriented. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Maybe that would have been a better place for me. I don't know. <laughs> You're in the perfect spot. You're in such a good zone. That's dude. the thing. I feel like I'm in the perfect spot. And it's like you the most the obscure spot. and outrageous place to be. It seems like the most random place to have land. And that's why it's kind of hard to believe that it's the perfect spot. Well, it's but, like, who are you to judge? That's the ultimate truth. It's like, you're not in control of this ship. Your intention is not the real intention. Okay, but if you set your intention as truly as possible, and you start resonating on that on the daily, you're going to, I'm not trying to, no do it do harp it, like do some it. argument but this is my point is that there there is a truth resonance field that's higher and you'll get in touch with it and you'll you'll get feedback too so you'll kind of know like if you're on the right track or not and do you'll you get do that? the thing I, I would say that the reality is that you are in the perfect place so if you resonate with this intention you'll get that experience more regularly that and it feels good it feels good to be it it's feels like good to be in the right place, place at the right time yeah 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 it does it does yeah you're like ah it's okay you're like here we are do you do that or is that something that's just like in your system now this kind of like i notice it it's not something that i have to do but it's something hell that yeah. i notice hell yeah it's sub, sub it's a subconscious bubbling that's boss that's boss yeah. Dude, I'm thinking what I'm thinking what do you think we take a, a poetry slam and then end this thing with a, a a brief discussion of the hierarchies of reality in the universe. You're right. Yeah, because there's a there's a there's a side chain that we haven't quite covered. Thank you for bringing that back. Dude, your mem you're like mind and memory is super sharp. Like pulling all these things maybe you're making notes i don't know you're getting good at this my friend mm, i'm making notes in my mind i like talking to you i like talking to you i like your whip it might be the structure that i need <laughs> pumped up <laughs> color me butter like a red robin Pecking lightly by a palace. Are you just gonna freestyle, Paul? You fucking intention filled. I will this be here for a long stream. time if you let me. <laughs> this stream of reality. Hey, for the listeners, I'm I'm fucking up. I'm messing up your poem. Sean leveled up in poetry. He went through like a week where he was writing poems almost every day, and it became so easy that his 
whole sense was at a Tom Waits level of anything could be poetry kind of whatever I want. And there was no like voicing about that. It was just easy. Like, just like, yeah, it exists and it's there and I can grab it. Oh. <laughs> they, that's so like uh, generous of you to <laughs> yeah. have this movie. I realized that but... was super bad podcasting to point that out. <laughs> that, I, I, I love it though that. well it was kind of inspired all of it frankly was inspired by that one comment of ross's that was just so glowing and like stood there for a day with no one responding to it and then what was that me, comment that was, it was like uh sean you're one of my favorite people i think about you and baba's smile and and then uh, and i miss me some kyle too and he sent nice pictures of each of us yeah and, uh, yeah that was it's like so that fill, literally filled me up. It doesn't take so that much. It was kind of amazing how many texts came from that one text, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yes. What a power that we have as people and as friends. Like it was like a like a beacon, it was a flashing of like love. And it just Yeah, when you see there. that, yeah, don't say that's it, bad podcasting. You want to fill each other up when you see it naturally shining through. And you felt it, and then it came through, and then we just ripped. Well, you ripped. I was ruminating, and I almost jumped into this one at the level of slam because I realized that that's, I mean, we sh it's kind of hard to, like, have it on tap at all times and, like, expect it to be there in a routine or a rhythm of any way. That's a bit, I mean, you really have to practice to get on that level. Um, so you know it has to feel spontaneous but that's the peak of our podcast dude we're doing a beatnik podcast obviously we should just be hitting the poetry live if we can <laughs> it should be back and forth boom 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 you know and we do like fall into that just conversationally so i guess that's the bridge is the between the conversation and the poetry and you don't notice when the slam starts to hit i was just hearing about um homer with the iliad and it's like epic poem they're thinking that Homer freestyled that because it's probably that goes on for so long, and they're like, How would I remember it? And they're like, No, he's not remembering it, he's freestyling it like it's epic freestyle. The Iliad, yeah, he's got mad scribes madly scribbling down his banter, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, eventually somebody's gonna write it down. But he's just up there. Yeah, he's got, yeah, of course he would. If he is the maestro of the storytellers, he's going to end up with a few scribes around him that are like, oh, my God, let me get this down. The other theory was that it was like 400, 500 years of people just telling the same story. And over time, it became refined. And this refinement is now what we have as the Iliad. And it's over 400, 500 years that it was able to be like coerced and things dropped and things like pushed and pulled. So that became this level of, of epic. Yeah. That's a part of the, yeah. Which is probably, is probably not it. It's probably somebody, Homer, that was just tapped into that internal truth and was just <clears> running <throat> it, just lightning stream hitting a lightning stream hitting a river and hitting that current with it. Well, whatever original chord was struck must have been strong enough that some resonance of it remains. The question is, how changed is that resonance? 
over time. And, you know, but time has an interesting way of sort of working with the population now, because maybe exactly how Homer said it wouldn't hit as hard as the present translations we have. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, there's like a, there yeah. is sort of a magic presence to the way that these stories or documents unfold over time. That was um, the argument to it not being compiled over 400, 500 years. It's like, no, the vision is too singular to this. Yeah, I'm wondering what the technology is involved in, you know, someone being able to freestyle a whole thing like that that gets preserved in that era. Fire. The technology is fire. It's people <laughs> sitting around a fire and they got to have somebody to fill the space. Hmm. I think it was a night after night thing. Just like it gets to be this certain hour and we all gather for the, like for the poem. Yes. Yes. I would love that. I love story time. Dude, being told a story while you're falling asleep, that's like, that's Dream Avenue. Isn't that nice? That's so good. Mm. I, I fucked up your, I had a plan and then I fucked up your freestyle. I'm going to read in. a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, read. I'm going to read, read a little bit. Yes. This is something that uh, Sean wrote the other day in the freestyle. Cool gorilla stare. I would feel nervous if I was that gorilla. He looked pretty chill, though. Poems are always there. I could constantly be grabbing them, but they might not quite be as flight. So I frequently choose not to, to not write. I just let them pass because it's easier and equally beautiful for me. Sometimes I wonder if the poem is really good enough to write. But that is only as likely as a poem that knows it should be written. And I just don't catch it for whatever reason. Living in the moment, choosing what to do, being honest and dishonest to ourselves as we wade through what is truth, what is good is a matter of taste. And whether you have it or not, well, that is honestly up to us. A cool gorilla stare. That's Ganj Majahard Majahard. He had a huge following of people, a true saint. He invited Baba to the Mashram and held a big Joshram in Baba's honor. He proclaimed that he had a guru, a master, master of the universe. He placed Baba in front of the statue of Krishna so that Baba would block the views of their universe. It might really it might be Ganja, really be Ganja but, it was a but it was a Krishna festival. And some of those Hindus believed in the Parsad of Shiva. Mmm, that sound. Mmm, that's nice. Mmm, that's some nice trash. And what is that? What is that? Love everything easily. This flows obviously, curve to curve to curve endlessly. The pile of trash was doing the same painting as me. Words for inspiration in a picture scene. I'm editing your poem, cool gorilla stare. Just flex. This is your easy prospect, cut and paste. I paid attention when my mama taught me my grammar, though it made me kind of hate her. Construct a language has been turned, constructed language has been turned over enough times in the mind to rather have a grasp of it. That and the defined throat chakra that gives it shape. 
then all my definition in the root gives that generator power for endless energy to create. They all must be so high. Dig the haze. Indians hot box the sky. Carisophone, Carisophone. I could go on. That's another, mm-hmm. another <laughs> two pages. That's where it's at. It's fun to to like edit and bounce back and forth and take people's ideas and kind of work it. I love music is so ahead on that right now. Like that's happening really rapidly with language too. But um, the way that music that? is just literally sampling things and then resampling and reworking everything in every possible direction. Oh, that is coming. That is totally coming. It's already here, isn't it? It's live. It's doing it. I was envisioning live how music. I was envisioning the other day a moment of inspiration came to me, and I was just kind of sitting in a fantasy. I don't know how true it is, but I was thinking of how easy it would be to talk to AI and get it to kind of assist me in developing um, some new AI programming that would take the existing language models and apply it to music and just kind of pointed at all these like, you know, different music, like audio listening sites and places where people comment on them, get the AI to start to understand what it means when you want the mood to change or when you want the key to change, like get it to drop in on all these different sessions where people are learning about like audio mixing and producing and stuff or like DJs bantering on Reddit, feed it all this stuff and get to the level where you have an AI bot that you can jam with just by talking to it and telling it how you want it to change the groove or beat or mood or whatever. And you can just use plain sentences and just be like, okay, give me a four on the floor and it's going to do it. Boom, boom, Mm -hmm. boom, boom. You know what I mean? Now give me a backbeat. It just like, just, you just start talking to this thing and you can just play with it like word by word, mood by mood, change by change. And like literally become potentially a DJ like that. It's like live AI music being generated and there's just a dude orchestrating it by telling it prompts. <laughs> I think it's not too far beyond. I think it's not that far beyond. And once that's here, then it's right there to be with us over our shoulder playing our conversation or we're texting with each other and it's coloring our words and our like emotional sense or the periods or punctuations become musical. Like it's tuning into that level too. That's a mushroom. That's like a life force, like a mushroom. That's like a blending of consciousness kind of experience. That's psychedelic. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen those AI designed uh, uh, space machines, like spaceships? No. Right. It's coming. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Light me, light me up a little bit. They, they got some new designs. They're more like organic, more organic looking. It's mm-hmm. like, a, it's different than how a human designed it and yet more efficient. Yeah. Yeah, they just like try out everything so fast and then kind of figure out by trial and error what's the best possible thing that there could be. Hmm. For like a car design or something. Dude, hit me with a poem. Or I'm gonna read uh read your one that you just like wrote last night. 
<clears throat> uh, your idea about the music is beautiful. I, I like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I mean, I could riff on that so a bit more, cool. but it's going to be awesome. Did I just text you a poem last night? Yeah. Well, okay. I got it at four. I don't know what time it was for you. Hmm. Oh, this short one. Yeah. yeah. What you mean? Yeah. Yes. Um. Lost of the intention, moved by the moment, lose all lessons, know this, only this will guide you. Now breathe in all things you, find the beat is the heart, all things true, love reminds you. <laughs> to the universe in a true way. Love, mind you. <sighs> wondering you know, this whole time you know, about your virginity and about if this is what like crossed you over into your spiritual hymen, or maybe it was just ska, giving vocal commands to your hands to make music with sticks in a junior high. I've been wondering this whole time about spiritual hierarchies, levels of boxes that we cross through, and the boxes aren't even real, and yet karma's real, and other things within spiritual hierarchies that I don't know exist. Man, and these things all exist as previews for the next episode of Beating His Bum Trips Bullshit. <laughs> There's like a slathering of ideas that I'm getting hit with fresh because the final topic is supposed to be these paradigms. And yeah, but there's this like psychedelic effect of, uh, what is it? Syne synesthesia, right? Yeah. Is when you experience one sensation as a completely different sensation, like in a part of the brain that it normally wouldn't be registered in or something. Yeah. And uh, you hear colors. If you, if you can, if you can allow yourself to do this with your beliefs and understandings to some degree, then you can say that you're a person with a very open mind mm. because um, jump in there and say, I need some structure, but I'm looking at this uh, point cube and wiggly string rising from it. And seeing how all of those things can become the other thing and how they're all one thing, even though they appear to be different in their nature and structure. And um, so the, 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 right. The, the hierarchies, there's planes 
uh, Bao talked in the side note about the the subtle and the mental being fine illusion and the gross plane that we generally speak of living in is is the not fine illusion or the gross are you about illusion? to tell me the levels of reality and you're about to tell me it not in slam poetry how fucking dare you <laughs> you have tapped into the god source and you live it every day <clears throat> do it from this boring mind state you're not a fucking blue jay going against your rear view mirror pecking your beak against it <laughs> Not right now. Now Dude. I'm the blue jay scratching my head. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you either got it in you to lay it's out the it's, You know, it, it's almost, well, I guess I should just roll with it if I can. Synesthesia is a bit of a difficult thing to operate under because it's confusing and dazzling. But the idea is that it folds across things that it didn't fold across before. And therefore can completely eliminate or change or wipe out or somehow intimate a new thing that wasn't experienced in that place before. So now you're here and it's perfection. You'd never had it. Now we're here and it's perfection and you have it. So we're here, we have it and it's perfection. And it's always this intention. (laughs) It's with us every day. If you set it, all you have to do is set it and forget it. Baba said in the beginning, just three times is enough. Breakfast, lunch, and dine on this intention, if you must. But as it goes on, you will find that the love intensifies and increases until you become must. Like behavior, unknown what to do, turning courses, changing you, who are, am I, what we do, this noise, blast, piss, this is who I am, coming out of me, showing you this tongue, black, blackening hard like my heart sometimes feeling that in my lungs as gastrointestinal tract pukes out guts in the middle of the night that was a rad party dining on roller skates and that giant fifth that he handed me though it was only apple cider so here i am now why do you wonder why i don't just slam to you all the time endless freely i want to be some scientist meekly donning some type of truth well it's because it's important god damn it Take care of your hymen. How dare you <laughs> try to tell people in some gymnasium to go fuck rampantly? Because sexuality is nothing compared to me. I am the almighty. See how you can't just slam it? Only Baba can do that shit. Writing this down would be insanity. So this is a moment for me to be with you as it comes to me from the Alpai, like just straight down beam in my head from the sky. <laughs> opening up well those chakras are always open for me some of us are more defined than others but for me it smears the hierarchy smears it smears across layers it's what the shape takes form as as you see the illusion but if you could break it down it would all become confusion because seriously the room that you're in though it seems very limited the cube shape itself is more mentally fractionated than you could possibly understand and once you're inside of the atom everything is at hand so you have the wholeness of every land of every water of every element of every idea riding the waves of information you could see it in the stucco you could be it on a poster it doesn't matter to me what you show me over and over eventually i will crave for the one thing that is true that rings beyond color light 
beyond sound, beyond the boom, beyond the beat, beyond the rhythm, beyond this time that we have within a structure, a shell, a recording. I give to you everything that I can, though it is unknown to me. And this is the end of this story for now, as I breathe slowly. Root Recharge was the end of the poem. I think I know Root the Recharge. Well, the the hierarchy of the universe is uh, multi-tiered. It's it's multifaceted. You could picture it like a layer cake, like a big wedding cake. Um, God's at the top, <laughs> and like down below it are rings of disciples that have gotten spend lifetimes and eons developing their relationships with him to get closer and closer to him. And uh, there's like only so many slots you know within this thing so it's like kind of defined how many humans are on the planet that are on the mental planes and are on the you know energetic planes oh, and VIP. there's v there's a vip situation i'm sorry to say and we see mm -hmm. that structure in the gross world and we're disgusted by it but that structure also exists in the spiritual world it's kind of an asymptotic sort of a thing uh, so, sorry if that pisses us off, but we're all not really very far from the other side of the asymptote anyway. Uh, living as the highest of the high and the lowest of the low simultaneously, this is the nature of reality. Um, the, the hierarchy, I believe, are, are you still there? Yeah, I am. It, it also coincides with, seat, with our physical laws. Like the, the laws of physics... The way things work, this is part of how karma is doled out through a system of rules. And this is like physical layout of the, the natural world is a map of the hierarchical structure of law, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all kind of slathered together in that like, cube part of the, of the picture. Um, I'm laughing roll, at roll myself. The corner, roll the corner, like, lift the wire, <laughs> jiggle it higher. <laughs> like, come on, man. Tell me all the levels of the universe and freestyle it in a poem. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's just do it. <laughs> boing, boing. <laughs> yes, you just did. Yes, and it, it's musical. <laughs> I understand it now. Boing, boing. Hmm. It's a nice one. Good sounds. Mm -hmm. I dated someone with synthesia. It was awesome. Wait, like they just had it all the time? Yeah, yeah. I never heard it that. Was, I, yeah, people have it. It's a, it's a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. How did, did hers... We, I remember specifically being outside of a liquor store and she went up to the hedges and was like crawling into the hedges because of the sound. I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like crawling down like snake level into the hedges to like listen to them. This is must like behavior. <laughs> so good. So good. Because yeah, like the sound of some, you know, AC machine or something, like the refrigerator unit outside of it, like some kind of hum frequency harmonics she found the right nook for it no she was listening to the hedges the oh. i don't think the liquor store was so related except that it was a destination for oh the, so it was like the like, sensation of the hedge was sound 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah. And so it's like nighttime, and everything's lit up from the liquor store glow that's coming out from the windows. It's and not the sound of the hedge as you're moving through it. It's that the hedge itself is sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice sound to be in. Maybe a little I scratchy, though. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what it sounded like. It was just nice to be around somebody that was like kind of cross-fading reality. Like, kind of other dimensional. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, dimensional crossing is really happening. I think that's the lesson that I'm trying to convey. Like, God dimensional hops all the time. He's a part in every part of it. Like, all the cool weird corners that you could get lost in or smear in some new kind of weird edit. Like, he's there, you know? And I love that about the reality because there's so much more to it. Which, if you're a psychonaut, then, you know, you've dabbled into corners where you popped your head in to see that there's a lot more out there and Baba says that the subtle and the mental realms are huge compared to the gross we look at our world and we see it as really big Um, but exploring the subtle and mental realms take even more lifetimes apparently it's really really hard to move through them because they're like super alluring and uh uh musts get stuck along the way that's a big part of the work that baba would do is just to like dislodge a must from the station that he was in so he could like potentially move forward and on to the next thing mm, the noble shove yes yeah give me a friendly shove all the adventures all the adventures he went on in that singular moment all right dude i'm fading you're fading. Latent within it is the sleep that is coming. Dreaming to you on tonight, anything that happens in that moment of lucidity. It's possible to be flying. It's possible to be feathers. It's possible that your feathers are singing beautiful waves of color down onto the toppling world over the endless dreams. Dreams and dreams inspired like waves. This will be the night as your eyes close my friend lullabies of the bbb dance in your head like sugar plum fairies <laughs> yes did i just ask for what i wanted and get it like i was oh, like you- the best thing is to fall asleep <laughs> being told a story and here i'm getting live narrative like homer improvising epics <laughs> And you're telling me to yeah. it in like short form. Yes, dude. All right, I Recognize. don't quite follow the hierarchy of the universe yet. So during this week apart, if this becomes clear to you in some form, I would I would be stoked to hear it in like list form or. Well, you know what? There's a. Let me pull this calendar off the wall because this is really where the quote's coming from. I won't quote you out too much right at the end here, but it was like the, yes, the mystery of the universe is hierarchic in structure. There are graded orders, one supervening upon the other. The spiritual panorama of the universe reveals itself as a gradient with laws upon laws. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it clear? 
not that we're defining exactly what the hierarchy is, but just that it is a hierarchy and it's, that's oh. graded, graded orders. The whole thing, the panorama of the entire thing is a gradient with laws upon laws. Yeah, dude, not me, man. I, my spiritual hymen is busted. I got a hard on that's reaching through all those laws. You're telling me I need structure, but it's a subconscious <laughs> outcry. <laughs> I just don't know what those laws are. I don't know where I'm like going through. All right, that's a cool quote. I uh, like the stratification it, of it. It continues I'm on. We have the first, the first law of cause and effect. Do you see that's the law of I'm cause and effect? About. I want to know the laws. I want to. I want to know the stratospheres. I want to know these levels. Mm, right. I to suppose that's not for human consumption. Such natural laws seem to be mechanical, rigid, and inexorable. But by acting and interacting with life force, they lead to higher laws of sanskaric or impressional determination, and become superseded by them. So it's really the spiritual yes. workings. It's like the the universe we live in seems like a very rigid place guided by structured laws. And it is, but the laws are pretty rad and complicated and like gears that churn and they, they pump out a map of a picture of reality. So we're interacting with it like little elves doing our like mechanical alien work for God, going out and having experiences and figuring out what's real and what's not. Mm, mm, ah, that's a fun job. What is this for? <laughs> I've inflated the sphere inside this box, but I don't know if the box is real. Right, right, right. I keep bumping into it, but it might not actually even be there. Hey, man, I got a secret. The box isn't real. Yo, dude, this bush is sound. (laughs) (laughs) Hear this. <laughs> Love you, man. Thanks Love you for too, the brother. poetry. Thanks for the levels, dude. Thanks for bringing yourself. You brought yourself hey. pure and clean and noble today. I, I like it. Thank you. Good cut. Good cut on it. I'll see you soon. Yo, yo, J J Baba. Peace.